Well, it's good to see you, Chris. It's good to see you too, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. Been a tough couple of weeks, but I feel really good today. And, um, yeah. Um, I'm just going to, if it's cool, I'd just like to run down a little bit about what's going on with me. Is that cool? Yeah, perfect. Talk, I, you know, I love talking about myself. So if I want to start, <laughs> like start there. No, um, let me know, man. No, no, no. Uh, so no, no, you and I have talked a little bit about this, but um, I thought I would just talk about this on the show. So um, when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12, I was diagnosed with um, depression and ADHD. And, uh, and they also um, diagnosed me with a learning difference in math, but it's now called dyscalculia. Uh, it's sort of like dyslexia for, for numbers. Um, it, mm -hmm. My brain is slower at processing like words and numbers, uh, like if I look at a number, I could say it and everything else, but sometimes I move things around. It just does different things to your brain. Your brain is like, doesn't, doesn't do numbers very, very well. Um, anyway, uh, but de the depression part, um, I've just sort of dealt with my whole life. And so I would get in these states and moods, um, that were so low and I didn't understand it. And so as I did, uh, like therapy work and stuff like that, like I, um, I got, you know, got some help for it. You know, use medication from time to time to kind of get the edges off or whatever else. Use, used uh, alcohol from time to time to smooth the edges off kind of thing, which is not great. It's just, that's a very short-term solution for a problem. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in no way. And same with cannabis, you know. But um, anyway, so about, I guess it's almost, I can't believe it's 2022. It's, it's almost nine years now, I guess, uh, ago um, or so. Uh, I, um, I had, was having not only suicidal thoughts, but I had suicidal plans and I wasn't mm. trying to make them up. I was just, it, 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 you know, to me, suicide is a, is a, a symptom of depression. It's, it's, that's why depression is deadly is because yeah. untreated, it can lead to suicide, self-harm. It can also lead to other things too, harming others, things like that. Um, so, um, Anyway, so it, it, got, it got that bad where I was like, okay, I have a plan. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm, my life is, everybody would be better off without me. And, um, you know, my, parent, my kids would get money, you know, and, and my wife would get money and, and she's great. So she'd meet somebody great. You know, all these things that you, you the sickness is, uh, kind of tells you tells it's you. okay, you know. But as soon as I had that plan, I, it, it really, it scared me because it had never been like that before. And mm -hmm. so I called the, um, uh, the suicide hotline and uh, they were great. I mean, they, you know, I said, hey, I got this going on, I, you know, and, and, and we probably should put a disclaimer here, you know, that, that we're talking about suicide as a, you know, in the front of the show. So, but just a, just an editorial note. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but they were great and they they were like yeah you could do that you could you could do i don't even remember what the way it was but they were like you can do that and what do you think is going to happen and, and i said well this happened this happened and they're like well you don't know if you know they it, they just talked to me like a reasonable person they met mm -hmm. they met sort of this um insanity with rationality and and really there's part of you you know that wants to live and and um even if it's just that you know, back of the brain, lizard brain, it wants to survive. And so mm -hmm. 
Um, so they're like, well, why don't, you know, here's an option. Why don't you call your doctor or whatever else? And so I just start. I, I did. I started. I started that process, and it, it led me into um, uh, the first hospital that I was um, a uh, a patient at. And so there's um, when you go in for behavioral health. Traditionally, there's three um, there's three levels. It's um, inpatient, partial hospitalization, and outpatient. So inpatient isn't you're in there. You're just in, and they get you get you. Um, through medication and therapy, they get you stabilized. That's the only, mm -hmm. that's really the only um, for behavioral health stuff. Like there are, lo there are longer term facilities, but that's different than like your normal, per like normal, your typical person would like uh, meet at a hospital uh, for mm -hmm. mental health. So, um, so anyway, so I didn't, they're like, you, you know, we feel, we feel okay with you. I, uh, after I talked to the hospital and went up there, I got an evaluation. Uh, they gave me a safety plan and I went up there with my wife and, and uh, you know, they're like, we think that you'll really, you'd really benefit from partial hospitalization. Um, and this is, what it, this is what it is. And it's basically six to eight hours a day of therapy and education where you process what you're feeling, you're processing with a group of people. And so you feel, to me, I, I love group. Uh, to, oftentimes, um, it can do what solo can't, because when somebody presents something that you're dealing with that's a blind spot, you can see it, you know. Yeah. So it's like this—it's uh, a really great way to to help to help yourself. So I did that, and it mostly had to do uh, around how I was treated at work. Um, I was going into a, a job that, you know, I was I was lucky to have, and also very miserable at. You know, it was not, it wasn't, not only does it like not use my skill set, but like actively I had to do things that are, I are, anyway, it was just not a good fit. There's all, there's other things that, that went on there that were, um, have since been addressed uh, with, with, with the people, but, um, and I even, the old, like my old manager, I still work with him years later. He's one of my, but he's, um, he still works, I still work with, or at the same company with him at a, at a new company and he even apologized. He was like, you shouldn't have been treated that way. Like, so it was, it was, it wasn't just like me and my like, they're trying to destroy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chris Rock was talking about. Uh, uh, it wasn't anything like that. Um, there were real internal and external stressors. And so I went through that program and took, um, I took, uh, it took two weeks of real intense therapy and then about four more weeks of less intense. Uh, I went from PHP, which is that partial hospitalization, down into IOP, which or um, intermittent outpatient. I can't remember what the I stands for, but outpatient meaning I only come for about three or four hours a day, um, mm -hmm. and did that for another four weeks, and then um, went back to the job. They were very supportive. Like everybody there was supportive. The you know the owner, the head, the head of the department, all that stuff was very supportive. It just wasn't a good fit for me. And what happened is about a year later, I got sick again. Uh, not so bad that I was planning my own death or demise, mm -hmm. but I, I, boy, oh boy, I could see the signs. You know, I could see yeah. the symptoms. And I don't know about you, Chris, but, um, and, and those that listen that struggle with depression, uh, but one of the signs that I have is just anger. Generally, the more yeah. angry I am, the more depressed I am. Like that's really shows me what's going on.
Um, another, the number two is, um, is isolation. So I'll start, and you, you've said, we've dealt with this, we've even interpersonally, like, I, you know, I'll back out of plans or, or um, cancel at the last minute or just not even show up, or not, not show up, but like not, not make plans, like, I don't know. Uh, it just, I start isolating myself. I start mm -hmm. alone, I start drinking alone, um, things like that. Uh, those, are, those are kind of the big two for me. Uh, and when I see those things, um, I know what's coming because I know I've traveled down those, those roads internally. Yeah. And so about a year later after the first one, which I literally, I mean, I felt like a new person. I was right back in. And I've, I felt so, it was almost like this double thing, like there was this message I kept getting that was like, you're weak because you couldn't beat this the first time. Mm. And, right, and you, you know, it's like your face, you're like, yeah, I hear that, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a nutty thought. It's right? interesting, yeah. Um, because I, ha I was under the impression that depression was a one-time fix. When in fact, really what it is, is what I've learned um, is that my brain requires me to do things with my body. <laughs> whether that's yeah. exercise, whether that's ingest particular foods or not ingest particular chemicals, um, things like that. Like I'm not an alcoholic or a drug addict, uh, but I have in the past le leaned on those things because they were easy to acquire and it, it made it mm -hmm. obtain. Uh, but again, isolating, being isolated and medicating yourself, in my experience, has always led to darker, darker places. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I ended up thinking I could stay at that job, but within a year, I was as, almost as sick as I was. I went back into treatment, and the, the day I came back, I said, I gotta put in my two weeks. And I don't know how I'm gonna mm -hmm. do, I'm not, I had no other job on the horizon. I've got four kids, I've got, you know, I'm just, um, it was hard, it was hard. But that willingness of my family and my friends to support me to find the thing that's going to lead me to a healthier life, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I couldn't believe it. They loved me like I loved them and I just couldn't believe it. Like it was so hard to believe. Um, yeah. One of my underlying um, like core beliefs for a long time and we talked about this on the show, but like one of the, is, is that if I am the worse I am, the better you are. And so if I, mm -hmm. yeah. So if, if I'm low, you're high. And, and, and so to make everybody better, I'm going to be lower. Uh, and that's childish. And that's, you know, that's, but it's something that I developed as a child. So, so anyway, so I went through that program, quit that job and I was in a really good place. I was in a good place uh, with uh, improv, with, with sketch, that's when I, uh, that's when I did like, um, you know, when I had uh, some comedy writing buddies here, like I did, we did all of our sketches there that are on YouTube and that I'm very proud of still. Like I, I think they're great. And um, at a, as a first attempt, I, it, it feels like, man, we're onto something, right? So, um, and it's felt the same working with you too. And uh, it's almost, it's, it's uncanny how like, oh, okay, um, those folks had to go do other things and had to go work with other people. Totally understand because it's, you know, um, the industry's in LA. 
that's where it is, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's not in Dallas. And, um, and so, um, uh, sorry, I got a text threw me off. So anyway, so uh, all that to say, like I was doing really, really well. Um, and then, um, you know, life goes on and, you know, and, and ups and downs, but I was able to handle all of it. I never acted in a way, I was never suicidal again or, or had any suicidal thoughts. I was not ever particularly angry or anything like that. You know, um, uh, one of the symptoms I have is, is, uh, is sort of like personal hygiene stuff, but that had been okay. Like it's not, it wasn't anything that I felt was interfering with my life. And to mm-hmm. me, that's a real good sign that if something is getting in the way of just you living your life, then maybe that's a symptom. My wife keeps texting me. She's very tired right now. She's worked a long time. Oh, yeah. You're good. <laughs> so, sorry. But um, uh, I was saying, uh, uh, you know, if, if whatever symptom it is, if it gets in the way of, your, of my life uh, or, or the things I want to do, then that's something that needs to be addressed. If it keeps me from the goals that I have and the you know, just the things that I love to do. Like, uh, I love comedy. I love video games. I love martial arts. Like, you know, I love, I love to exercise. Like, honestly, I like to exercise. I like to lift weights. Um, I like to train in martial arts and things like that. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. COVID hit, you know, and we were in lockdown and we, I, you know, luckily got to keep my job and you know, about six months in, I was like, I was doing really well. I'm like, we're doing really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't, I can't believe it. and feel kind of guilty and da, da 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 da. And then, you know, the election came and the insurrection and, and it just kept, I don't know. It, it felt like the world was getting darker and darker. Mm-hmm. So right this second, I'm sure the world is as dark as it was a year ago, but I feel better. Uh, even mm-hmm. in the short, this short time that I've, I've received treatment. And so, about November last year, I, um, I really, it hit, um, hit really hard for me. Um, uh, and, and one of the ways in which it hit hard is, is how I spoke to my children. Like I knew that, mm-hmm. like I was just so angry all the time when they wouldn't do what I asked them to do. And I asked them to do very little, um, out of, uh, whatever, I don't know, maybe I need to ask them to do more. I don't know. But it's, it was just such a frustrating time to ask the kids to, well, like I, like we were on the call a second ago and I said, Hey, if, uh, I'll give you a dollar, uh, you know, clean up this area. I'll give you a dollar for every trash bag you fill up. And my son started crying and getting mad at me about it. You know, it's like, so it's like this, like dealing with that, like the chaos of, of ch- children, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, is, is, can be kind of maddening. And I would just, I would not have any frustration tolerance whatsoever. And so by January of this year, um, you know, I, I just started saying things and acting in a way that I just no longer was comfortable with. It was getting in the way of how I want my kids to, to how I want their lives to be, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, I had, and I had the same thoughts about, well, I should have, you know, I, I could should have beat this or I'm too weak to beat this or, you know, whatever. I don't know. There's all these thoughts that, that go around um, your head or my head. But um, anyway, all that to say, um, uh, last, last week, February 7th, I went in again um, and got another evaluation and, and they, um, they, uh, recommended partial hospitalization again. So I started that program Thursday of last week. 
and um, I've been in two days, and I'll go back Monday and, and go through uh, until the end of the month. But um, it's, uh, I just wanted to, you to know, I wanted other people to know, um, and if there's any questions that you could think of that you have or that you think my people might have about this stuff, I'd mm -hmm. like to answer any of those. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So I appreciate um, you listening to me, bud. You know. Yeah, no, of course, I'm here for you. Um, I think so. It, um, what's what is the the schedule of the days that you're in the group session? Oh boy, it's eight thirty to three o'clock, and there is an hour break. So it's but it's a six hour day, and it's a six hours of like exhausting work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and it's every day, every weekday, every weekday. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. So the yeah. first, the, the the morning is usually around processing. So there's ten or so people in the group. Uh, ten to twelve, like it could be lower, but I wouldn't go any more than twelve. Like it's too many, I think. But I think too, well, even ten's too many. But depending on how much room they have, you know, it's um, about ten people, and they spend a, an hour or two processing, and then there's like an educational part. So like, so so last yesterday we talked about the difference between passive communication, aggressive and, and assertive communication. And mm -hmm. just sort of talk through how we, you know, what communication styles we have, how we deal with things, um, you know, and, and lots and lots of handouts. <laughs> uh, it's very much educational. And then the afternoon is also, is, can be processing or a specific skill, but they'll do things like nutrition or we did yoga on Friday or Progressive relaxation. Um, well, and there's uh, once a week. There's general, generally like a medication, like hour where we talk about how our medicines are working, mm -hmm. and, or, or if they're if it's difficult or whatever. Um, yeah, and so um, you have three hours and then lunch and then three more hours, and that kind of gotcha. Thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you started just recently. Mm -hmm. um, um yeah that's uh, how do how do people find help like that i guess because it sounds like you had gone there before how, how did you first you just went and got a diagnostic done by like a professional or yeah so how it generally works is you i mean you can google your mental health hospitals near you um, mm -hmm. what what i have tended to stick to is major hospitals with a behavioral health program um uh, and that's worked for me. There are also like, we have one here called, um, well, there's a sort of separate hospitals. Uh, Mesa Springs is one here in the DFW area. Um, there's several, but there are just behavioral hospitals. I tend to stay mm -hmm. away from those um, and, um, and, and have been luckily not, not had to be admitted to one or, or voluntarily or involuntarily. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I would Google, I Googled them and said, uh, you know, and, and you, that's the thing is like you have to call or you have to, you know, schedule an appointment or, or see what place has a walk in. And so um, I thought that the hospital that's closest to me, uh, the Texas Resources, uh, which used to be Harris um, here in Fort Worth, they don't have the kind of program, the PHP program, they only have IOP. So I went out to... HEB um, to their hospital there, um, and uh, and found uh, found their 
behavioral health stuff there, walked in and said, I'd like to, I like an evaluation. And it takes about, you know, it took a little while to wait, fill out some paperwork, and the evaluation takes about 30 minutes. And essentially they ask you six or seven questions. It's not very many. It's, you know, how are you feeling? Um, what brought you here? Do you have, you know, um, uh, thoughts of harming yourself or others? Do you have plans to harm yourself or others? Um, things like that. And then mm. kind of give you, and then they give you a chance to kind of just tell you like why you're here. Um, and then from there, they will um, put together, any, anyone worth their salt will put together a safety plan for you. Meaning like if you feel that you're, um, uh, you know, if you feel like you're uh, suicidal or, or in threat of, or like you feel like you're going to harm yourself. Um, they'll say things like, like okay, um, let your spouse or your, you know, other helper in the house, um, adult helper in the house, like, you know, take the knives away or take the pills away or, or you know, like I, those kind of things. Just a, just a mm -hmm. plan. And then uh, it also it also show you like your kind of triggers or like trigger warnings, like not warning trigger warnings. It would be like uh, your symptom warnings, like oh you you're seeing you're isolating, you're, you're starting to cancel or walk away from things. Um, that shows me that I'm maybe my mood is lower than I think it is, you know. Mm. Uh, because mm -hmm. one thing one thing that they don't really talk about uh, in the public about depression is. People with depression, they are used to feeling bad. And so feeling bad is the normal. So mm -hmm. if you feel bad, that's fine. Instead of like, mm -hmm. oh, this, I could feel better or I could feel, I could be healthier. Um, because there's nothing wrong with, I, I don't, I, I genuinely believe there's nothing wrong with any feeling that we have. I think it's when those feelings um, get in the way of other things in our life, you know, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So, and so, so from there they would say, well, we, um, we suggest, I think, uh, you know, either it's inpatient, partial hospitalization or outpatient. And for me, they, they suggested, suggested, um, partial hospitalization, mm -hmm. so the more intensive, the more intensive sort of getting your, getting your head right, getting clear, a little yeah. bit clearer, a little bit stronger, and then move on to, to IOP, which is more about, uh, like longer lasting sort of therapy stuff and then you and then you follow up with your therapist as you go on yeah, yeah. um as as you know you kind of felt like some of the onsets were in november mm -hmm. and move into february um do you uh, well one would you have felt that in november you should have taken this action or um uh, like i guess when should people get help is it at the beginning when they first start feeling that type of way, or is it when things get are starting to spiral? To me, um, it is easier to get in front of it before it gets bad. So it's like okay. having your foot stuck in the mud versus having both feet stuck in the mud, both is, as uh, versus being stuck waist down, like waist down in the mud. Mm -hmm. Which one's easier to get out of? Well, like to me, that's that. But but it's hard with people with depression because, and that's part of the disease and part of the disorder is it tells you you're not important enough to take care of in this way. It tells you that oh, you, don't have, you don't have the resources, you don't have the things that you need to do it. So, you know, those first two times, I had no money to pay for any of this. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I, I luckily had insurance, but insurance doesn't pay, f I mean, 
it yeah. does not pay Portion. for for these yeah. things. Um, it's it's the cost of a day surgery, so you're looking at mm. double digit. I'm, I'm, uh, it's under twenty thousand, but it's it's not not much under twenty thousand. Um, yeah, wow. for two weeks. So it's like ten grand a week almost. And 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 um, you know my insurance now covers uh, covers a lot of it, uh, and and we've got a lot of that sorted out. And I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, family and, and uh, friend support as well to get mm -hmm. it paid for. Um, but that have like. Having that stop me was my one, number one defense of not getting help, is I don't have access to resources. And there are lots of people I know that, that genuinely is the case. That genuinely is the case. So there, there are things um, like um, in your area, each county uh, or, or each state has some mental health resources available. It's just kind of, it's, it's become the norm to have some mm -hmm. sort of resource available. And you may be on a three, six month, a year, a two year waiting period. So I, I, I am, I want to completely acknowledge my um, privilege and you know my blessings or whatever you want to say, what to call it, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I know there's people that that don't that don't have access in the manner I do. So um, I, I will say though that if if we use that as an excuse to not get help, um, it kind of becomes more and more my responsibility. If I don't get help because of something that I, I genuinely am, I know I don't have any money, so I don't know. Well, start Googling, you know? Like that's what I, that's where mm -hmm. I'm bring it, you know? Um, and luckily I have a spouse too. I mean, I know not everybody has spouses or, or a partner, you know? I have a spouse that's supportive and, and has been supportive through all these things. and, and, yeah. and and loves me, uh, you know, through all this. So um, there is there is stuff out there, and it's not gonna not it's not always gonna be ideal. Um, but I would say that you're worth taking care of, and not even even in an unideal. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, yeah you know, situation. Yeah, um, it, even trying to get help, it doesn't have to be. The most perfect solution right um just getting any step forward is um yeah what you deserve i guess and yeah. beneficial yeah man and one of yeah. the one of the things hold on buddy i'm on a little call <laughs> i shut my door what's up bud tell me you did where are they uh, by the what by the trash. in the kitchen yeah okay all right, can you put them in the garage? All right, shut my door. I can talk about that after this call. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> or what was, you said something? No, we were just wrapping up um, the dot on on just getting help and how early um oh yeah yeah oh what it ah uh, oh that's what it was um the ideal versus um reality of therapy mm -hmm. of this stuff one of the symptoms of depression is black and white thinking it's a cognitive distortion that it's either one way or the other and you know and you and i've mm -hmm. talked about that we have it as a country this binary thinking 
and it's absolutely yeah. part of depression. Uh, I'm not saying everybody that thinks that way is depressed. What I'm saying is it's absolutely part of the, the, the uh, disorder. Yeah, it's intensified. Yeah. Um, and if it's not ideal, then I'm just going to not do it. And, and that will keep you from uh, a healthy, happy life. Yeah, that's uh, this is just addressing black and white thinking. I, I this has nothing to do with depression, but more just um, even in the world of investing. For me, it was all or nothing. It's like either we're going to put all our money in and try and see huge returns or why would we even bother? Yeah. And um, all the experts say just put in a little bit put in a little bit and watch it grow as you put in a little bit over time yeah and i think it's the same uh, with getting help it's the smallest little bit helps because you start to take steps to where you're seeing more and more return as uh, that helps snowballs and grows absolutely and, and 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 it's ingrained in our culture and it's specifically athlete culture go big or go home like mm. that's it give you go out in there you give everything that you have you give till you got nothing left to give and that's yeah. how you live your life that's how you live your life. You love hard, you play hard, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's really a bit by bit, a little bit <laughs> at a time. Yeah. That's how you get better at everything. And coaches know that. They know that you're not going to come <laughs> out, you know, giving 100% and then, you know, be able to throw a 50 yard, 50 yard pass the next day or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know that. They know it's incremental. Um, that's what science says. That's what, I mean, that's what our experience says. But we have that, that culture, man, of like, you know, you got to give everything. It's good for television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for television, for sure. Good for a. Good for a. Uh, uh, you know. All right, boys. This is it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whether it's war or yep. sports or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what we see and do is because it's what works uh, in entertainment, mm -hmm. and it becomes more popular. Yeah. But. Um, you know, with with talking about just imperfect allies and those that are around and, and put myself in that situation for you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the last few months and uh, hearing your your triggers or your signs, maybe or is a better word, right? Uh, symptoms, the signs say. of depression, yeah. symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, if I think back, it's like, OK, I can pick up on maybe you being um, uh more quick to get agitated or um wow. or even more quick to um not necessarily cancel but just um i think we used to we used to meet a lot and yeah. i think it was getting overwhelming uh, but i but i guess my question is how does an ally know the difference between you know the time you're around someone, is it, am, am I the agitation? Is, is, is it the, the things that we're doing that is overwhelming or is it you're needing to retreat out of a symptom and it, it's actually best for us not to, uh, like, how do I say this? The depression makes you want to retreat and, mm -hmm. and, and spend less time together, but that's the opposite of what you need. Yeah. but it's not communicated that way so yeah. um it was communicated that it was overwhelming so then i take that as a note to definitely pull back right. and maybe then i pull too far back and then you become more isolated yeah and so just curious as an like my role into helping you and being there for you what do you think is best oh i mean i think 
I, I think just keeping in touch <laughs> and keeping the dialogue open like you have, man. Like, like you've done a great job uh, as a friend uh, to be like, to just check in and like, and be, um, um, I think, I think, I think like assertive honesty is the best policy to be able to say, okay. if you, if this, I don't know if this is a scenario for you and you can tell me or not, you could, you, I think you could easily say to me or anyone with depression, Hey, it feels like you're pulling away. I care about you. And I feel like I feel, uh, whatever it is you feel, I feel frustrated um, when things get canceled because I really want to work with you and I really think we have something great together when mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. Is there anything I can do to help? Mm. And coming, like, you can receive that from somebody that you can tell, like, when you tell they're genuine, when they're speaking from a place of, like, empathy and openness versus yeah. someone who's just trying to say the right words but be manipulative, um, which is a big deal. Because because this language has become so um, uh, like uh, assertive, like assertiveness has become more and more part of the culture, which I think is a fantastic idea. Um, what I'm what I'm learning about that kind of stuff though is like they're talking about how assertiveness has to do the the goal of assertiveness is to express your whole self to another person to express mm -hmm. your full fullness. And if you've expressed yourself in like what you're feeling and what you're thinking, that's the end goal. And I think that um, what, how I have used uh, communication a lot of times is I'm looking for the outcome. What's the behavior that's gonna change in the person to what yeah. I, you know, to get, to get them to do what I wanna do. And for me, that has, that has, I'm not saying this for everybody, but for me, that definitely has moved, if not crossed over the line of, to manipulation. So as a kid, mm. I definitely used like lying and things like that to manipulate because I wasn't physically strong. I wasn't physically dominant, even though I was, and I didn't know, like it was one of the gentle giant kind of thing. Like I, I mm -hmm. towered over my, my peers, but I was just, a, I was not, uh, because due to lack of training, was was physically um, just I felt very weak and very small, and I was skinny and all that stuff too, you know. But um, that's definitely where the martial arts stuff came in, is because it 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 I now know, like even if I get punched in the face, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that as a little kid. I thought it would, you know, end of the world, going to kill me. I was going to die. I was going to feel so much pain. When in reality, I've been in a lot of physical pain before. And even then I didn't die from it. So even, you know what I'm saying? Like um, when they do the one to 10 pain level, I've been, I've been um, at the 10 point, you know, I've broken mm. bones. I've, I've, um, mm. I've had like, like one of the most painful experiences in my life was getting MRSA or MRSA. I got that like I don't know what that is. 20 years ago. It's, it's essentially um, a, uh, it's resistant to antibiotics. It's a staph infection. And staff is everywhere in our lives, but like this, uh, it's resistant to penicillin, um, which is what most of our antibiotics are based off of. And so it won't be treated like they would treat staff normally. And so it's uh, flesh eating and it's, it, I mean, it was, all, it's, it was the worst that I've ever felt in my entire life. Uh, but I still didn't die. I didn't die at all. <laughs> I lived another yeah. 20 years. So, um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. Does that does that help? That's a long long answer to it. Yeah. No, I think yes. Um, I think it was just kind of being honest and assertive of what you're noticing and feeling. Yeah. And um, and I think I could have done that more, but I was also nervous about um, implying or maybe even manipulating or. Um, oh sure. Or being selfish, uh, or, or in any sorts like that. Um, can I say it's so wild in a depressed brain to hear how much other people want to be around you that they would manipulate you to be around you? You know how mm -hmm. wild that is? <laughs> like, to think about people really do love you and like you and want, and like you do have something to offer to the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's incredible, man. That's incredible. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, and, and one thing that you've done extraordinarily well is you've not tried to fix anything. You've, you've literally just listened patiently and, um, and then re continue to communicate and reach out. I mean, it's, uh, to me, it's a perfect, it's been a perfect response. Okay. Well, well, I think that's one I've learned that I don't have many answers at all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, you know, just, yeah, um, and, and and honestly, like if you were depressed, if you got sick or whatever, I would not have your answers either. Even though I've had all this like mm -hmm. therapy and training and all, I wouldn't have. You would, but my job would be yeah. to support you to getting you through what you need to do. So yeah. you know, it, um, yeah. I mean, and and whatever support that that in if the if they were flipped, whatever support you would accept, and to not mm -hmm. be and, and and to and to really protect yourself from or you know protect myself from being resentful if you rejected my help. You know, that's another thing yeah. too, is that, you know, I'm a helper, I'm a helper by nature or by nurture or both. And I had no, I've stepped over lines when I, or, or, or helped somebody when they haven't asked for help or mm -hmm. done something for somebody they didn't want me to do for them, even though it was a quote unquote nice thing to do. And, and, and in reality, um, the kinder thing to do is to do what I've talked about, offer support in whatever way you can. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, continue to show empathy and, and continue to check in. The checking in part is the, is the biggest part, you know, okay. and I've got, a, I've got yeah. a buddy of mine right now that's going through it. And, and it's just one of those things where it's like, Hey, just want to check in, see what, see what's going on with you. You want to talk that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. I've got a, actually a couple of people in my life, my life. And I know you do too. I know you do too. People that you care about a lot. So, um, we, and I think we all do. I think all of our listeners would, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was I had, I had therapy yesterday, oh, and okay. um, uh, I you know I, I I think I'm so I, I believe in personality tests a lot, and oh, yeah. um, you may be I, a believer. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. good stuff. Good stuff. Um, one of my bit one of the understandings i have currently is that you know if you look at your stack of myers-briggs the bottom half is where you kind of represent or how you how your depression can present itself mm -hmm. in a couple different ways okay and since i've studied my personality type i the symptoms of my depression are very loud like i like i, mm. I see them coming from all the way because i've studied myers-briggs um and one of the lucky things I have about another, t the big five test, is another personality test, is mm -hmm. 
um, neuroticism is something that's very low for me, mm-hmm. and openness is very high. Yeah. So, so typically positivity is really natural for me. So I also have that as a blessing or privilege to not be depressed very often. Yeah. Um, but what I've been noticing is uh, my depression is like comes in waves, uh, and mine because of. I'm predisposed to positivity. Mine don't last very long. My yeah. waves are very short. Um, That's wonderful. Maybe they're spikes versus waves, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but talking to my therapist, we were just kind of talking about how the negativity kind of takes me. Typically, it's uh, living in the past. That's how my yeah. depression really shows itself because my Myers-Briggs memory is my blind spot. And so when I'm depressed, it's just a reflection of how I didn't make the right decision mm. at this time of date. Yeah. And um, it's very strange because if if you're spending hours and hours with me, like my wife does, every now and then I'll go, whoo, or ugh. And that is because a past thought came to me mm-hmm. and I was emotionally upset in like in a millisecond because of this thought I had of how I didn't do something that I should have done. Yeah, And so, um the other piece of that that makes me get stuck in depression so i'm aware of my symptoms i see them and oftentimes i can keep moving past them but when i get stuck is when i have that kind of thought process that i should have been able to fix this problem and this Mm. problem should never exist anymore yeah man and when i have that emotion then i stay in that shadow self which is the personality talk i stay in that shadow self a little longer and then if i stay there too long then i become depressed and in january i i fell into a depressive state because i set a new uh new year's resolution and within nine days i didn't even remember any of the things that i set nor were doing them right it just kind of fell apart right and then i fell into a depression because i was mad at the fact that i still have not able to overcome um, my demons in that area Mm. um and i was depressed for maybe three or four days but you know that's that's uh, other than 2020 that's like how long mine lasts. So I I know that's a privilege or a blessing there because it's not as long. But um, what I what I'm realizing is that I the things I tell myself are not the things that anybody else would ever say, nor would I say to other people. Oh, absolutely. And um, we were talking about just my normal who I am as a person and what I kind of present in the world and we were just chatting and my therapist was like how would you solve this problem and I came up with this idea that I don't know if it's an app I don't know if it's what it is but I thought about it and I thought you know what I probably know 30 to 60 people that could send me a 20 10 to 20 second voice message just like spitting joy right just for just that little moment and if they only had to do that once or twice a quarter right in the year right they're doing that um that joy would fill me um it would just fill me up it would keep me going it it would be something i can replay it'd be people that i care about and 
they would probably get joy from doing it. And they would probably have others doing that for them. And then I just thought about this really simple, simple app where it's just a notification to send your joy messages out. You know, I only have, it, it probably takes 30 seconds to a minute max if you're sending out a bunch of them, mm-hmm. right? And it just kind of populates with whoever's in your connected circle and who you send sending joy to. And um, yeah, that keeps you in touch, keep you not isolated. Um, I do imagine that your, our brain would become sensitized to it eventually, unfortunately. But um, you know, maybe it's a, a maybe it's not even wow. consistent. Maybe it's just every right. other quarter, or you right. know, you only need it a certain few times. But I don't know. Just just the, it was just the way that my therapist asked how I would solve my depressive swings because I just get so down on myself and. Um, yeah, it was just a thought. That's great, man. And, and I think that that is a revolutionary idea. I think mm-hmm. it's a revolutionary idea. It's a culturally revolutionary idea to be able to, to go to an app specifically to just give gratitude, to just, yeah. to just say, this is what it is. And, 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 um, to be able to control that in some way, like if somebody tried to spam or whatever, I don't know. But mm-hmm. that, that to me is, uh, is a great, and I think worth pursuing. Mm. I think it's worth pursuing, for sure. Yeah, it seems healing. It's definitely the opposite of what social media is doing now, but not that all social media is bad or anything, but just, just a way. And, and you know, there's some people that are in your life that you don't know how to tell them that their words mean more, right? Because it just seems weird to have to say that but yeah. every now and then they'll be one of the people sending you joy and those messages will probably feel you for a week you yeah. know oh, to, to sure. a month sure. um, yeah just, cool. to be, just to have something to go back to 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 see well crap i mean i can't be that big a bag of shit because i've got 20 people that send me joy yeah that's in it yeah so i mean that's I don't know. That's it, it's not a. It's it is it is. There is no. There is no. One stop cure for depression or anxiety. Right. Um, it is a multidisciplined treatment, but that would definitely fall into the category of therapeutic uh, and like helpful and and. Um, it would be interesting to talk to a psychologist and psychiatrist about that, about the challenges that you would face with that. But, but that is a, that is a fantastic idea. That's a fantastic Mm -hmm. idea, Chris. That's actually, yeah, that's wow. I, yeah, I just, you're so close to Silicon Valley, all those ideas just floating in the air over there, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All that sunshine and beach. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt that's for sure you know you put a um, smart person out there a loving person out there and then all of a sudden you get these it's awesome bro i think it's a great idea yeah I, I i i was trying to understand how if it's something that i should share to the world because it's not something that i would build nor do i need any validation or credit to build it i just want it to exist one day yeah um but i the what what saddens me the most about depression is well really any perspective does this but but depression is 
the most dangerous version of it is it just your your reality shifts like everything just yeah. it doesn't look the same yeah. and um this came up because this is what sent me into a, a mini spike um this week actually um and i try not to think about it too much to not go into a wave but either way um so in january i found a casting call that i thought was very beneficial and um, typically because i'd like to manage my six not manage my success manage my failures mm -hmm. i only apply for things that have almost an 80 to 90 100 percent success rate and ask me how can i even know that uh, my brain is really good at, at cross-referencing things and verifying things and so i can make pretty accurate uh, decisions and ellen degeneres had a her her digital media company had a casting call for people going through a trend a life transition mm -hmm. and it was like oh me and my wife are going through the craziest life transition right. this seems very very opportune and i'm not too far from la it wouldn't be too expensive for them so then it seems like because what they're going to do is send you a, a crew and a coach to coach you through the transition and document it cool. and so i was like wow this would be really awesome I feel really good about it. So I put together a little casting reel, sent it off. And then and then I was overcome with doubt. Don't know, like I made the decision, felt good about it, sent it off. And then all of a sudden my brain was telling me that's not, they're not gonna call you. It's not gonna work. There's no way it's gonna happen. Right. And it did so, it did that so much that I was afraid to even check my inbox right. for the failure. Um, and um, I was so overwhelmed that even when I did check my inbox, I didn't see anything and I just was overwhelmed and, you know, then the way I have learned to overcome my depression is the knowledge that I will forget about this pain because my brain sure. doesn't store memories very long. Sure. So I will actually forget. And so after a few days, I just forgot about that whole situation. Oh, wow. Well, then it randomly came up uh this week i was looking through my email as i'm trying to get booked for shows and comedy and i was going through my email and it was like oh yeah i sent this to ellen i forgot about that so i just clicked on it mm -hmm. and they had responded within an hour of my wow. sending it yeah but i could not see it because i believed that there's no way they would respond and so then I fell into one of my spikes or waves of just, again, I have somehow self-sabotaged myself by creating this negative worldview and not really spreading joy to myself. And you told me that I'm kind of inspirational and I just speak uh, positively and promote people and to have not been able to do that for myself in that situation, I start to beat myself up because it's, again, me looking back at the past and realizing how I didn't make the right decision. Mm. And uh, it was just super overwhelming. And that's yeah. kind of what spurred me to uh, have my therapy session and talk to my therapist. But, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because it, our world gets more insular, but yet we can't solve so much of our problems on our own. And yeah. um, and that's and that's the know. key, I think. You know, I think that's the wonderful lesson that Tyson taught us this last year, is that mm -hmm. there is no you. It's just you're a series of relationships. And I I just believe that more and more each day, 
because I can't yeah. get well on my own, but I can get well with the support of my friends, family, and professionals, and even peers, yeah. uh, people that are sick. <laughs> In a group, we can heal each other. And I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it over and over again. And it's the same, it's the same, um, sorry, buddy, I, I'm on, a, I promise I need, I, I need you to not talk to me right now. I have been on a call for an hour. I know. Do you want a battle pass? Is that what this is about? Yes. Okay. All right. Pick up my desk, the area around it, and I'll get that for you with the two bags of trash. That'll be good. Okay? Oh, got to get that battle pass. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what, tough. What I was saying is um, I couldn't, Chris, first of all, I could have done that a week ago. Oh, I, I believe it. Yeah, I understand. That was really great. That was really great that that happened just now. Um, and and I, I, I think it's, um, I think, uh, you know, if you would have texted me, hey, Rich, I can't look at my email box. Can you look at this? Mm. <laughs> can you watch out for this? 100% yeah. I can do that. It's absolutely something I have enough energy and I have skill and desire, all that stuff. Um, and it's the, I, I think, I think each of us have those things, whatever mm -hmm. that is, you know, and, and it's not a failure on your part. In my estimation, it's not a failure on your part. It is, it is, uh, something that you, you, for whatever reason, had a hard time doing at that time. Yeah. That's it. It was just something that was hard for whatever reason, you know? Um, and and I think what's what's been so great about really being vocal, um, I would say neurodivergent. I feel like neurodivergent. I don't know, man. That it feels like a little bit more. It, it feels less therapeutic and less like like the medical profession that I've been around. They don't use that word. Mm. Um, at least in in like everyday settings like it's not it's more it, it feels like more diagnosis than really like a life i don't know anyway whatever oh. I, I think that's a social badge yeah. uh, that we use right now and yeah. it is, means something to those that use it i'm glad i'm glad it's there because i've used it like i had to use it in class wednesday i'm like i i have been teaching this person for six weeks and i forgot their name and i said i'm so sorry i have adhd it, it happens from time to time i know that you this is your profession. I know that <laughs> you've come to class every time. I know that you wore this outfit. I know that you wore this outfit. I know that you did this good scene the other day. I know that, you know, uh, you know, I know, you know, your parent, like yeah. you have two parents, you're, I cannot, for whatever reason, I cannot pull up your name and I'm so sorry. And, um, they were like, it's fine. And, and told me, you know, and it was, it was great. And they're actually, um, yeah. it's, <laughs> her name's Caitlin and we're hoping to get her on the podcast. She's a sex expert and, uh, in a, uh, like a, uh, healthy sexual, uh, counselor, or, uh, yeah. Teaching mm -hmm. healthy sexuality. Uh, she's a licensed counselor and works out of the D uh, DFW area and she's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I go back to what you're talking about. Like you, yeah, us, cause, cause I think this is the big key that, that depression has really had a hard time trying to, trying to like work its way around is whatever's true for me is true for you. 
So if you mm. came to me with, Rich, I'm having this issue, I'm having this thing, you know, whatever else, I would absolutely come to you with, man, you're, you're so va like valued and such a big part of my life, like you're so important to me. That would have no problems with you say with saying those things and meaning them and, and believing them. Uh, mm -hmm. And if that's true, like an improv lesson, if that's true, what else is true? Oh, that means it's probably true for me too, that you probably love me like I love you. And my wife mm -hmm. probably likes, loves me like I love her. My parents probably love me like I love them, you know? Like, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and if it's true for them, it's true for me too. So if, if I need help from time to time, of course you would and, and vice yeah. versa. Um, and it, I think it takes, I, I think when they talk, you know, we can survive on our own. Like we can, we can definitely survive isolation. Uh, we've mm -hmm. seen it over and over again. Humans are very resilient in a lot of cases. Uh, I don't think we can thrive. I don't think we can, we can really be fully healthy outside of a group like yeah. by, our, by ourselves on our own. Uh, I could be yeah. wrong, and I, I'm sure there's cases of people that are, they have all of the psychological tools they need and all the chem brain chemicals they need and all the food and shelter and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but man, I think we just need each other so much. Yeah, we do. To get through, to get through things, to get through and to thrive. And that's how, you know, like, like anthropologically we've, Oh yeah, well this, these people are going to do this. These people are going to go gather these things. These guys are going to go on a, while they're on a hunt, these people are going to prepare the area for, to clean off and everything, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, uh, and then we, we've just kind of lost that because we, we have now managers and owners that we have to report to, um, that we just do one job and we go home and it, a lot of us feel like our jobs are meaningless. A lot of us feel like our jobs are menial and. Uh, not important to the whole, not only of the business, but of like humanity or to the, of, of the planet. And, yeah. You know, it's hard having that attitude and then going home and being like, all right, but I'm going to go live a full life. It's yeah. Hard to do. I appreciate you sharing Definitely. that with me, man. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Of course. That's why these things are so Same. important. Like we talked about this over and over again. But like we have all these comedy aspirations and you know film and television and and I, I do believe those things are coming at it but we come back we both come back to this show over and over again and i think is because it allows us to talk to another human in this way yeah you know that's 100 that's not yeah we're not the and, and socially maybe we shouldn't be talking this way you know we're not blood related we're not um, married or in a romantic relationship be like mm -hmm. those two those two you can maybe that's there's some you know we're not like uh, you're not a professional I'm not your client or vice versa mm -hmm. um, we're just two people um, that benefit from having these empathetic open dialogues yeah and I think our listeners do too you know? they've told me they do over and over again, they told me. Wow. Yeah, and and it's uh, and it, what is so great about that to me is because that shows it shows that it's not about it can't like our egos don't inflate or at least doesn't give a much air because it's not us. It's the it's the show. It's the conversation. It's this is the this is what we need as a as a country. This is what we need as a state.
yeah. the city, whatever, as a people, to be able to talk to each other about hard things and not like, like I feel zero judgment from you. I feel zero, and I feel nothing but empathy. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I hope you feel this. No judgment. Thing. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like, but, but our brains love the disorders, you know, specifically depression and anxiety. They like to tell us that you're going to be judged, mm. you're going to be, and you may be. And that, and I have been. Mm. You know, somebody, um, you know, my son, uh, my youngest son is refusing to go to school. So it's been weeks and weeks and weeks of me either carrying him into school or, I mean, it's just been awful. Mm. And when I started the program on Thursday, I couldn't take him because it started too early. And so he refused to go to school. So I literally drove him up to my wife's work and was like, hey, I got to go. I, 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 you know, and that was really hard because I had to mm -hmm. take care of myself more than my kid. Yeah. In, in reality, I was taking care of my kid because there was an adult who loved him that was going to supervise. But, mm -hmm. um, and willing to take on that burden of like figuring out what to do with my kid while I'm at work. And, there, and her work mm -hmm. is So somebody had come up to them and said, to my wife and said uh, something about, well, my kids, my kids don't have a choice to go to school or not. And, and mm -hmm. you know, and my wife reacted, well, neither do, neither does, this, does Henry. And they said, well, obviously he does. And, and mm -hmm. her and the owner, well, the person, the highest ranking person there immediately jumped in and, and shut that shit down because mm -hmm. they knew how hard we were working. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there are judgmental people out there. But it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with them. Yeah. To me, that's a very, to me, that's a very sad. That's a very unhealthy and very sad way of looking at things and way of interacting with people. That you had to say that, you had to do that to make yourself feel better. That's that's uh, yeah. That's hard. That's hard. I've 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 rarely, but I've been there before. Where I've had to put people down to feel better about myself, and uh, mm. it's a not a fun place to be. You know. No, it's not. And. Um, and so, so yeah, man, I mean, you know, I hope, I hope listeners that this, uh, this helps, helps maybe give perspective on what you think mental illness is or can be or how to treat it or, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not, you know, um, I'm neither one of us are. <laughs> Nope. Um, I am speaking out of experience and out of study and 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 time and material in the in the material, um, and so um, I, I do hope this helps. Because, um, and and it speaks about it in an honest way, because I think there's a lot of people that I know too that have been really hurt by the behavioral health system. They've been mm. really damaged by it. And they needed a, they needed a specific kind of help that took them a long time to get, mm -hmm. because because people think they know more about an individual's experience than that individual. And then oh, yeah. instead of accepting what they're saying, or or there are definitely like like when you're assessing someone, be, like protocols in place for their safety and for yours, and not following those, just prescribing something that will deaden their feelings and not not we we were very good at medicating people and very poor at at treating them 
Mm. You know, medicine. Yeah. Some people need uh, uh, a lot of medicine. Some people need no medicine. Some people, but but every I think it, in in these situations, they found over and over again that talk therapy and these these kind of programs work really really well. There's a large success rate, and um, they've been very successful for me. And and even two days in to be able to talk to my son the way I just did. Um, yeah. You know, shows me that. You know, there's. I'm not. I'm not as submerged as I was. Yeah. Having yeah. this conversation. You know, we 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 weren't sure if we we're going to meet, and I, I logged in at twelve, and and you weren't sure, so I was like, well, I'll I'll just hang out. I hung out for a while. I'm like, well, you know, whatever, and then I just reached out to you. And yeah. I wouldn't have done that a week ago. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, I'm not cured. Um, I but I can see. Oh, this is this is definitely more of the life I want to live. I had an appointment this morning at eight o'clock uh, to go take some pictures for a website that I'm helping build, and and I did it, and I wanted to cancel, mm -hmm. but I didn't, and that, you know, to me says, and it was it was, I actually had a ton of fun. I had That's a good, fun wow. time, you know. So yeah, so there's there, there it, it you know there's lots of stuff to what I guess I guess. Um, My, I think the root cause, or one of the root causes for how bad as it got is I forgot to practice self-care. I forgot, I just forgot that I was important. Mm. That my needs mattered as much as anybody else's needs. Yeah. Not more or less, but as in, at least as much as anybody else's needs. And um, someone's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. That's really it. And so I'm, I'm sorry yeah, that to makes talk sense. about, like, what do I need right now? What 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 does my body tell me I need? Do I need to sleep? Do I need to eat? Do I need to just relax and like you're gonna go walk? Do I need to you know what do I need to do? So that's good. Yeah, I mean I I I've seen growth for sure. Um, I think you know because you have a, a busy house and kids that need you. I I know I've seen it in times where it's hard for you to be able to um, handle that transition of. Uh, relationships because I think it's it's tough because we where you have a goal where we're interacting and working towards something mm -hmm. and then your kids have a totally different goal oh, right <laughs> could be a battle pass it's and um, and um, pass and that's Amber. probably very frustrating right because um, uh, they're as kids are their needs are paramount mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? and, um, and rightfully so. I know that and I'm really, yeah. and I'm really happy they speak up for their needs. Yeah, you know, Very like, true. even their wants. I'm really happy they speak up because I didn't speak up. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I was just in the practice of not speaking up. And so, mm. so when I didn't get what I wanted, I didn't speak up. When I didn't get what I needed, I didn't speak up. And then when people wow. were hurting me, I didn't speak up. And I just got hurt over and over again. And it's not my fault. Wow. Um, it's not my fault, and I also I I could have contributed more if I spoke up. Because, mm -hmm. when I, because I've seen it now. I see it when I speak up. To be able to say like, eh, I feel frustrated when you when you speak that way to me, because I I want a good relationship with you, and and when you yell, that relationship is really hard to maintain. Is way yeah. different than shut up. 
you're being too loud. Yeah. Way different. It takes more work. It's harder. And it's yeah, it takes more courage, I feel like. And yeah, I think it does. I mean, I know that sounds, I mean, that could sound braggadocious, but I do. I mean, I, I do think it takes courage to talk about and seek help for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, think to, to, I think it takes courage to say that, you know, you're as important, not more, not less, than anybody else. And, um, you know, I think, I think what depressed people, they struggle with thinking themselves less than everybody else. And mm-hmm. I think those with like narcissistic, narcissism or you know, borderline personality kind of stuff, they, they struggle with the opposite, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And there's different things that you, each, each, you know, each sort of treatment is, can be different. Um, but one of the things I think that can really, really help me is just being assertive and with the goal of expressing myself. And it's important mm-hmm. to express myself. It's so important for my kids to express themselves. I've been over backwards, over and over, for my kids to express themselves. My wife, anybody else. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I do that for myself? Why wouldn't I do that for myself? Why am I yeah. special? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not unique. <laughs> I'm not a unique flower. Yeah. Uh, not any more than any other unique flowers that we see. Like you know, in a field of lilies, they're all. I mean, it's just beautiful. Every mm-hmm. one of them. And it's the same with humans. I mean, I think that's that, that capacity is there that. You know, I don't know, man. So, so I, I, I hope this this is helpful helpful to the listeners. Um, you know, if y'all have if y'all have any questions for us, you know, you know, please please email us or, or get in contact with us on social media. Um, and if you know us, call us, talk to us. You know, we'd love to be able to to just offer what support we can. We, we're here to be imperfect allies. And that's what we're doing for each other, and that's what we want to help you do, y'all do for each other, right? Definitely. Yeah. Keep reaching out, keep connecting. Um, I know we have been, you know, distant and mm-hmm. haven't had a podcast uh, release in a while, and uh, yeah, we appreciate those that reached out, and noticed, and and we're here, yeah. we're still working through it. So um, yeah, we're all we're all imperfect allies uh, for each other. So yeah. we'll keep it going for sure.